Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, rich in three weeks. Jordan Morris, boy detective. This is big, Jordan. This is very, and I'm not talking about, look, the max fun drives around the corner. That's not what I'm talking about here. I mean, hopefully we'll get rid from that. I'll just say it. Hopefully we'll get rich from that. But that's not what I'm talking about here. I've seen our numbers. I don't think we will. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't pay attention to the numbers. Maybe we'll get enough to get like nice refrigerators. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the kind you want, not the kind you settle for. Not like super fancy ones, but just like (laughs) where you're like, look at this drawer. This is a good drawer. Jesse, I'm using a wet bag. (laughs) <laughs> you just got a swamp cooler full of raw meat. Yeah. <laughs> I got to eat the meat fast. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> it helps that you've got those well-developed canine teeth for tearing. That's true. Rich in three weeks, Jordan. My youngest child, Frankie, is six. Mm-hmm. You know, Frankie has still... Frankie talks in a baby voice, which is a really great gift to me. It's not something that I would, I would never say something about the way Frankie talks in front of Frankie. And I hope that Frankie never listens to this show for just a broad variety of reasons. (laughs) But. Hi, Frankie. Fuck. Shit. Boner. (laughs) (laughs) 10 minutes of cum jokes. (laughs) But. There is still a uh, a speech delay, as they say there. It's not a lisp, but it's just a little bit of baby voice. And I can't, my wife can do a perfect impression of it, and I can't. But I am going to recreate verbatim a conversation. Wait, do you guys do <laughs> impressions of your kids, like, when they're not there? Yeah, like like the, you know, the principal at a middle school. Yeah. Like, you know how principals at middle schools do impressions of elementary school students. <laughs> no. <laughs> like you and your wife will be like out or you'll be running an errand and you'll be like, okay, who am I? Can I have a bag of Cheerios, please? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, none of my children would say please, but yes. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesse. Okay. No, I don't mean I'm, to. I'm thoughtful. I don't mean thoughtful. to take shots at your parenting, but. I mean, please and thank you. I mean, that's rule one and rule two. What are you doing over there? What can I? What are you doing over there? Please and thank you. Sorry. We're gonna get to rich in three weeks in a moment. But (laughs) what does P's and Q's mean? What are the Q's? Oh, mind your P's and Q's. Yeah, mind. Well, Q is question, and question mind your penis. Question (laughs) mind your question than your penises. Okay. I mean, it's true. You have to make sure to clean under the foreskin to avoid infection if you're not. You simply must. Yeah. Okay. So again, Frankie, don't listen to this because I'm going to do a baby voice and because of everything else. I got home from work. Frankie was at the front door, said to me, guess what, dad? I said, what's that? Frankie said, I challenged myself to become witch in three weeks. (laughs) So wait, it sounds like your child is getting rich in three weeks. But I'm, it's community property. I mean, my child can't, this isn't uh, 
Webster situation. There's no trust fund for education here. The precedent for this that I'm thinking of is Richie Rich, of course. And I'm wondering right. if Richie Rich roped his parents into it, too. Like, did he take care of them? I thought Richie Rich killed his parents. Oh, is that how he got rich? Not... No, I don't think he killed his parents for the insurance. Like he, he knew he was in the will. And yeah. Then, so he, like, cut their brakes or something? Something along those lines. That makes those comics a lot funnier. I assumed something about carbon dioxide poisoning. Okay. That's a good way to do it. It's painless. Yeah. That's nice. Richie Rich is not a sadist. He's <laughs> no, just murdering he just his parents for the, the money. money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He doesn't hate them. He's just an American. Right. So then Frankie turns to Teresa, my wife, uh-huh. and says, Mommy, can I get one of those eye singies? What is this eye thingy? I'm thinking to myself, what is Frankie talking about? And Teresa goes, I thingy? A monocle? And Frankie says, you asked to ook witch to be witch. Wow. That's a solid piece of business. I am surprised that in these modern times. Yeah. That the monocle has stayed a symbol of rich guy. Now I can. Con- like what? What monocle characters are your kids seeing? Maybe there's yeah. one on Bluey. I don't know. I haven't seen Bluey. Maybe one of the Sonics. Does one of the Sonics have a monocle? Right. Is there a rich? Is there a rich Sonic side character? Is there like a rich alligator or something? Rich Knuckles. Knuckles has a <laughs> right. Knuckles killed his parents for the insurance money. Yeah. Yeah. Then the- wait. Hold on, Jordan. Okay. Then there's more. <laughs> somehow there's a third part to this. I didn't make any. I just wrote it down. I don't. I can't think of new funny things. Mm. I'm tired. I just write down the things that my final remaining child that still says cute things says. Oscar just says shit about Fortnite. That's cute. You call you mid or something. Yeah. I'm, I'm not lit. Oh, God, I wish I was lit. This is sus. That's all I know. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> oh, bussin'. That's something. Bussin'? Well, I know that that makes you feel good. Oh, you're thinking of Bustin. <laughs> that's oh, okay. not me. That's Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> okay. So, literally. I hate Bustin. Makes me feel bad. Makes me feel bad about myself. 90, 150. What? I just bust. Oh. Uh, mere yeah, seconds later. Right. Less than four minutes, let's say, later. Frankie is talking to my mother-in-law, Beth, and says, Did you know pickles is another word for money? I need all the pickles. And then Beth, my mother-in-law, and this is like, my wife and mother-in-law apparently have a psychic connection to my child's weird ideas. Mm -hmm. Because somehow they knew that I singy meant monocle. Right. Beth says, pickles? Do you mean bacon? Like bringing home the bacon? And Frankie says, I need pickles and bacon. Wow. So. This is that. Well done. Three weeks. I got three weeks. Just, you know, I'm sorry what I said about please and thank you earlier. You raised, you raised a good kid. You know, the priorities are, are in the right place. 
I'm talking about monocles. I'm talking about pickles. I'm talking about getting rich. So wait, do you know what a kid, what monocle characters are kids that age seeing? Well, here's the thing. Frankie then pointed out, have you heard of a YouTube personality called Mr. Beast? I think maybe one time we talked about yeah, Mr. Yeah, Beast. Yeah, sure. Mr. Beast has come up before. I'm aware yeah. that he's popular. I sometimes feel like I see his ghost kitchen pop up on delivery apps. Yeah. He's an evil idiot who does <laughs> uh, rich things. That's okay. his premise. Right. Sometimes they're false charity. Okay. And he has a variety of men around him who are the same guy as him. Okay. So do we. <laughs> hey, Jesse, so do we. Yeah, are we point. Mr. Beast? It's a good point. Hi, Daniel. Hi, yeah. <laughs> Daniel's here. Uh, <laughs> Great show with the McElroys last week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I just want to say, to Frankie's credit, there was some... I heard at some point, that's why Mr. Beach is not rich. He doesn't have one of those eye singies. <laughs> Seeing through the bullshit. That's the other thing I teach all my kids is how to see through the bullshit. So this guy, this Mr. Beast, where his whole thing is being rich, he hasn't been rich this whole time. No eye thingy. I know. Apparently, I mean, I don't know if it's a hoax. I don't know if he's playing with house money somehow. Maybe he got one of those. Remember when YouTube was writing checks to people? You know what? I do. Yeah. <laughs> I got a little bit of that. <laughs> might, might be one of those. He might be like mm-hmm. a Kevin Hart type figure where people just oh, keep giving him money for right, various right, right, things. Right, right. Sure. Because they've heard of him. And then he puts heart in the title of something. Yeah. Like exactly heart to heart. Right. He has an, an interview show. Heart beans. Oh, yeah. Kind of beans. Heart attack. And then he's like attacks people. Now that I've said that out loud, you know, there's a lot of people in my office in this bean club. I'd join Kevin Hart's Bean Club, get some dried garbanzos. Yeah. Heart bonzos, garb, heart zos. Beans, beans, they're good for your heart. The more uh-huh. you eat, you're Kevin Hart. Yeah. Our guest on the program, <laughs> I mean, the good news is, is even more bullshit than this happens on her podcast. <laughs> and her podcast has a premise. <laughs> She's a brilliant stand-up comic and an award-winning comedy writer. She is also co-host of the smash hit Maximum Fun podcast, Baby Geniuses. A true genius in our midst, Emily Heller. Hi, Emily. Hello. How are you both? Absolutely. I was really trying to rack my head thinking of the monocle guys and i feel like it's all just mandela effect of like no the pringles guy doesn't have a monocle right Right. neither does the monopoly man right but mr peanut does mr peanut but i don't know why we think he's rich well he owns he owns planters (laughs) does he Yes. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't own planters. <laughs> Do you think he's just a guy who like the guy who owns planters <laughs> was out at the mall? He saw a peanut man right. and said, have I got a job for you? <laughs> sure. Do you have an agent? <laughs> Well, do you know the like the origin of Mr. Peanut, right? Of like him as a character? Uh, OK, I want to hear the origin, but I have a Mr. Peanut fact that I will share after you're done. Okay. Emily, Great. take it away. <laughs> we are all just champing at the bit right now to <laughs> talk champ, about champ, champ, this champ, champ. 
Robert Dean has a stand-up com- a stand-up comedy joke. <laughs> Why did I say it like that? Yeah. Um, he has a joke about this. That's how I learned about this. <laughs> you know of stand-up comedy yeah. joking. <laughs> yeah. He does a skit. Mm-hmm. That he should do his skit on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> mm-hmm. Said all of our moms. <laughs> Apparently, planters did a contest of like design our new like mascot back in the day, you know, in the 1920s or whatever. Help us nut. It was called the oddly named contest. (laughs) We can't nut. (laughs) Can you help us nut? And some kids submitted Mr. Peanut and it was basically just a peanut with arms and legs. And then planters added the cane, the monocle and the top hat. Mm -hmm. I mean, Great move on their part. I mean, yeah. cane, monocle, top hat, all iconic. But it's like, how did that win the contest? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what else were people submitting? Yeah. yeah. Just a bat. <laughs> this bat should sell the peanuts. Yeah. Like, well, it's a pretty good bat. I think it's important to note here that Planters knows its market to know enough that no one is going to buy peasant peanuts. That if the peanut is not coming from a member of the landed gentry, mm-hmm. it is not worth consuming. See, I I thought it was more that it was like, he's rich, you're eating him. Rise up against your capitalist overlords. So this is an eat. This is a literal eat the rich <laughs> situation. You crack them open inside. There's two big, big sort of bean type things in there, and we can live on it. Here's my Mr. Peanut fact. Okay. Do you know what his real name is? If I say, "What is Mr. Peanut's name?" What would what do do either of you? I'm gonna guess Cornelius. Okay. Jesse? Sean Carter. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Peanut's real name Mm -hmm. is Bartholomew Richard Fitzgerald Smythe. (laughs) His last name isn't even Peanut. (laughs) Like, Peanut is not, he's a peanut. Bartholomew Mr. Peanut Smythe. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a nickname. It's like his college buds gave him the nickname. Jordan Batman's last name isn't Batman. You know what? Great point. His name's not Bruce Wayne Batman. (laughs) They should call him Mr. Batman. He doesn't make people call him Mr. Batman. (laughs) What? You would, if you met Batman, you wouldn't call him Mr. Batman. You wouldn't give him a formal address like if you met Jimmy Carter. R.I.P. I think it's probably by the time this episode comes out, he's in hospice care. It's utterly pointless to speculate what you'd do if you met Batman. You uh-huh. don't know how you'd react. Yeah, that would be a huge waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> Why waste time by predicting what we would say were we to meet Batman? We only have so many seconds on Earth. Let's focus on what we would say if we met Ant-Man. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mr. Ant-Man, sir. Uh Batman only shows up if there's a crime. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. He's not just like cutting the ribbon at the new library. (sighs) I think like your Adam West Batman probably would have like been at some ribbon cuttings and like done, you know, like stay in school type speeches and stuff like that. But yeah, I I think, you know, your your modern Batsman's 
<laughs> Pattinson, etc. Probably, yeah, you're right. Probably aren't doing a lot of like just public appearances yeah. to. I'm just saying, like, you meet Batman, something went wrong for you. No, that's that's a great point. So you probably. So you'd be probably too stressed out. You definitely wouldn't. I mean, I guess you would be like, please don't hurt me, Mr. Batman, sir. Okay, right. I give it to you. I would call him Mr. Yeah, I might lose the power of speech. <laughs> I Googled monocle characters. Thank you. Just Jordan. to see, because I was I was curious, like, why do we have the image of a monocle guy as a rich guy in our head? Like, what? where did it come from? Because I don't see, like, you don't see people with monocles out these days, yeah. but. If I saw someone with a monocle, Jordan, mm-hmm. just out and about, I'd be so surprised the monocle would fall out of my eye. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you're, you're wearing one. Yeah. yeah. And carrying a little teacup. And you walk by a mirror. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Heavens. I mean, not a lot of heavy hitters on here. Uh, Mr. Harryman, who's a big bunny from Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. That's a cartoon that I think we all kind of missed by a couple of years. A- again, the mayor of Townsville from the Powerpuff Girls. Okay. Oh, so the maybe the, the fearless leader, who is like the big bad from Rocky and Bullwinkle, who was kind of like a coded Nazi. If you guys remember uh-huh. Fearless Leader, he has a monocle. But I wouldn't say he's rich, although I guess he probably is. Teddy Roosevelt? <laughs> yeah, maybe Teddy Roosevelt. I'm picturing Teddy Roosevelt, but I don't think that's who your kid was. No, he has a pence-nez. Oh, you're right. You're right. He's got two that clip on the, which is yeah. an incredible. If I Googled, tell me if this is how it worked out for you, Jordan. Mm-hmm. But when I searched for monocle characters i got a picture of mr monopoly where he's not wearing a monocle yeah no me too i that same thing monopoly mr monopoly (laughs) it'd be funny if mr monopoly's name was like (laughs) jonathan tombs or something like that monopoly wasn't even in his name weirdly his name is bruce batman i just looked it up (laughs) right mr (laughs) mr batman to you now i did from my google I did get a character that I think is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. You can license this character on Shutterstock. It's named Pickle Gentleman Cartoon Character Mustache Monocle Stock Vector. Royalty free. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a very fancy pickle. I mean, all the 80s kids in the audience went wild. We all remember that guy. Sometimes the penguin from Batman wears a monocle. Is he right. rich, though? You know what? You know who we're forgetting about? Hmm, the guy that? from the cover of The New Yorker. Oh, yeah. Eustace Tilly. You're <laughs> yes. talking about Eustace Tilly. Yes. Wait, does that character have like a backstory? I know he has. he's named Eustace Tilly, but that's about and all I've his got. His eyesight is not what it used to be. That's part of his, <laughs> <laughs> part of his backstory. We don't know if, it was, if he was born that way or it's a degenerative condition. Right. <laughs> we're not 100% on that. I'll tell you, is he rich? Eustace Tilly? He's wearing a top hat. Yeah, you're right. And I think a tuxedo. He's rich in butterflies. <laughs> a lot of right. butterflies. Considering. He's like looking at a butterfly. And shouts and murmurs. If you need any <laughs> shouts and or murmurs, <laughs> come to Eustace for an unfunny essay. There is a magazine called Monocle Magazine that I mm. will buy at an airport sometime. Okay. This is like a porno mag. 
but it's nice. It's like European. <laughs> oh, right. Soft focus. <laughs> no, it's like the good stuff would just just incredible like soft focus full yeah. bush artsy themes and all the women are covering up one of their boobs with a hand oh god <laughs> <That's> nothing <laughs> turns me on more Emily <laughs> nothing turns me on more in the world what are boobs but the eyes of the chest <laughs> thank you thank you Jordan in Monocle magazine Monocle magazine is like it's like a magazine that's pitched at like a Swiss insurance executive but the kind that wears like simple perfectly cut navy suits and looks both a little intriguing and a little upset all the time like like scornful wait okay the monocle is a joke newspaper from fraser is it? Oh, yes. wow. But now I'm like, were they referencing the actual magazine, The Monocle? No. No. Jesse no. was in the writer's room for all nine seasons of Frasier. <laughs> yeah. He knows. He knows. They brought me over from Cheers. <laughs> right. He knows the character. <laughs> you joke. I have a friend who worked on Frasier, and very often I will text him questions that I have about what went on in the writer's room, and he's like, I don't remember. <laughs> we I were remember so coked that? out of our minds. <laughs> <laughs> we were all busy with Kelsey Grammer's Puma. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, as a noted Frasier fan, I'd like to get your opinion on something. Yes. I will. There is like a streaming channel that just like will play Cheers and Frasier, like in kind oh, of is alternate it on between them. F- Fubu, Fubo. This is like a Pluto. It's on Fubu. Oh, Pluto. Yes, yeah. Pluto. That's what I was thinking. I think of. it's on Cross Colors. It's on. Yeah, it might be on Iceberg. It's on For Us By Us TV. <laughs> Weirdly, yeah. a lot of Frasier. Yeah. <laughs> That's a surprise. Kelsey Grammer's network. <laughs> And I will turn this on periodically just as kind of like around the house noise. Right. And I don't know a lot about like the like changes within Frasier as it went. I came into the middle of an episode where the plot was Niles's ex-wife Maris, who uh-huh. you never see. Mm-hmm. Had killed someone with a crossbow. <laughs> you're, you're talking season eleven. <laughs> <laughs> so did this happen? Was this like a like a dream? You mean like in real life? Was this based on a real story? <laughs> Wait, did Maris really kill someone with a crossbow, or was it a different weapon? I guess explain this to me. <laughs> um, I do think it's like a little ambiguous whether she actually did it on purpose or not. She probably did, Mm -hmm. but it might have been an accident. But she did kill a man with a crossbow, an Argentinian polo player named Esteban (laughs) Dorojo. And then the... The murder trial somehow turns Niles into like a local celebrity and he starts like hanging out with Bill Gates. <laughs> and <laughs> then I think Maris flees the country. And that's like the end of the Maris arc in the series. Like she's never heard from again. She's never heard from again. It's season 11, which is the final season of Frasier. Okay. So that's how they like wrap her up. Had they been breaking out like murder ship before that? Or was this like, do Frasier fans consider this a big like jump the shark type moment? Or is it like, yeah, that's the murder arc we all love. There are a lot of Frasier fans who kind of stop watching around season eight 
because that's when Niles and Daphne get together. And season eight, to be fair, is really bad. And season seven was so good. But I think what happened was like season eight took a dip and then they just sort of like leaned into the craziness more and more. And so by season 11, there's some really, really good episodes in season 11, a couple real stinkers. But like, I think by season 11, if you're still watching, you're like, this isn't a departure. You know what I mean? Right. And they they string that arc out over like three episodes. So (laughs) you're kind of like. It doesn't feel like they're cramming all of this crazy stuff into like one episode. Emily, I will admit readily, I don't think I've watched more than two or three Frasers since Frasier was on television. However, oh wow, my memory of like The Simpsons uh-huh. and Seinfeld got crazy uh-huh. in that kind of time frame. Right. Right. Like, you know, the Simpsons, the Homer goes to the underground world full of jockeys. Right. Yeah. Or like on Seinfeld, things get very, very silly. George is in a living game of Frogger. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My personal favorite episodes. <laughs> I like Crazy Seinfeld. I also like Crazy Seinfeld a lot, Jordan. And like with The Simpsons, obviously, like there's some question as to whether it retains all of its heart. That's an important part of The Simpsons. But like The Simpsons is a very silly show one way or another. And it just became a little more like that. Uh Seinfeld is a show that is based on, I have this one idea and this one way of saying things, and we're just going to take them to the 12th degree. And that's as true in a, you know, the relatively grounded, whatever Chinese restaurant episode or something like that, as it is when Jackie Childs comes in. Yeah. However, Frasier is maybe the least crazy, in my mind, again, having seen three since 1999 or whenever it went off television. You're like, everything is beige. It can't be that crazy, right? (laughs) Nothing crazy happens on Frasier. Boy, that is the beigest show. That is such a good observation. It's so beige. It's just every frame is beige. But what? how do you even get from Frasier to crazy? What do you mean? I mean, well, like somebody's <laughs> getting murdered with a crossbow off screen, and that's a storyline. How does that go from the other things that are like about a wine party or whatever? Right. Well, that's the thing. I think with Maris, that character in particular, like nothing was ever impossible with her. Everything was always kind of like tongue in cheek. It's very arch. The way she was described was like impossible for a person to actually embody those characteristics because they were so like extreme and contradictory it's like she weighs like 60 pounds and like (laughs) she eats like a pea for dinner and like there's just a lot like she's had like hundreds of plastic like there's just it's just not possible to truly be Maris in a real way so I think by the time that stuff happens because it's off screen you are a little bit like well whatever let me ask you this Emily yes Have you ever watched or would you consider making YouTube Maris lore videos? (laughs) Mm. Like trying to piece together everything we know about her. Yeah. And where maybe you could throw in some places where there are like secret treasure stashes. 
Like, what do you mean? Like, well, just like if there's like, like treasure chests that you would, they're like hidden under stairs or something like that. I think people would also want to know that in addition to the. Oh, lore. like at Maris's house? Yeah, or <laughs> wherever at the radio station, wherever it is. <laughs> yeah. One game that my husband and I like to play sometimes is like if you were in Frasier, like if you had to be like a character on Frasier, but a new character that doesn't exist already. This does sound hot. Yeah, mm. go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep things spicy, you know? You yeah. got to keep things spicy. <laughs> it's like, you know, we learned it from our couple's counselor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks to Dan Savage for mentioning Jordan Jesse Go the other day. We're stealing your show now, Dan. <laughs> Have you heard of Frasier play? Uh-huh. Or just must see TV play. You could do some. <laughs> you could do some yeah. Veronica's closet stuff if you wanted to. I think we've all wanted to fuck Caroline in the city. You could apply it to to other other shows that have extensive world building. I'd say right. right. So what do you when when you do discuss if huh. you were to be new Fraser characters? Not <laughs> yeah. erotically. We were kidding. <laughs> right. No. What do you, what what have you come up with? So his answer, I think, is better than mine. His was that, like, he would be a a guy who works in the archives at KACL, like, in Mm. the basement. And his whole thing is, like, anytime Roz talks to him, he goes, like, whoa, I have a girlfriend. Like, he thinks Roz is hitting on him when she isn't. Oh, because she's so horny. (laughs) Well, and also he's just just reading the situation wrong. And she just rolls her eyes at him. Yeah. But then mine was, like, I am a barista at... Cafe Nervosa. Hmm. And also I am me and Roz like date a lot of the same guys. <laughs> oh, that's but fun. we're very different. Mm-hmm. But we have like a little bit of it. Like both of our characters antagonize Roz for some reason. Do you know Emily? Yeah. As an Emmy Award winning <laughs> comedy writer, <laughs> are there any other shows that you write fan fiction for inside your head? <laughs> I mean, a little known secret about all of my TV writing work, it all started as Frasier fan fiction. And then I just sort of like changed some <laughs> details to be about. You can just swap in Barry to most <laughs> Frasier yeah. plots, right? <laughs> These are very similar shows structurally. I'm a bit, I, mean, I love Barry's point. grumpy dad with that cute dog. Oh my gracious. Okay. So that's just, that's the Frasier character I would be, not the dog. But I would be I would be like a a guy in the building who walks Eddie. Like maybe oh, like Eddie's oh. dog walker. I would be Eddie's dog walker and me and uh Martin would have uh-huh. like a lot in common. Okay. And we would like have all these little inside jokes. And when I came <laughs> to pick up Eddie, I would be like, you know, hey Martin, you know, like, you know, hold the pickles. And then we would laugh, and then Fraser and Niles would like get jealous. Oh, okay. Like he's, he's Martin's like, and what age are you picturing? Uh, I'm the same age as Fraser and Niles. So it's like, okay. So it's like his sort of like his surrogate, like the son he never had. Yeah. And it's like, you know, clearly I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm not like doing great if I'm a dog walker and maybe it doesn't make a ton of sense that I'm walking dogs and I like live in their <laughs> building, which is probably a pretty nice building, but right, I mean, yeah. you know, whatever, like sitcom real estate logic doesn't make a ton of sense anyway. Yeah. I mean, how does Frazier afford that? He works in radio. Yeah. But also is like a local celebrity who everyone recognizes yeah. as soon as he walks into a room. That is a question that I asked my friend who worked on Frazier was I was like, 
what's the deal with like the money of it of like how does he afford it and they were like he said like we would talk about it and we would be like we kind of just like imagined that he made a bunch of money when he lived in Boston and then he invested a lot of it and so he's living off his investments it's not that he makes that much money as a radio star it's that he's just like wealthy from his other work I gotta tell you something I have a friend who was on a talk radio station in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Bulldog. Wonderful man. <laughs> he was the second banana on a news talk show. And I talked to him about why he had that job one time. And he told me it was because of how much money he made. He told me how much money he made doing that job. And I was gobsmacked. It's a lot. I think he could afford a lot of Cafe Nervosa. Mm-hmm. He could he could live in apartment 1901 in Elliott Bay Towers on the counterbalance, no problem. <laughs> wow. No sweat at all. <laughs> great, great pull, Emily. Yeah. <laughs> we just had Frazier's address and apartment number off the dome. <laughs> Where do you think she's she sends enough letters? She's probably got one of those rubber stamps with the address. Mm-hmm. Wait, Jesse, so you don't leave us hanging. Yeah. Who's your Frazier fantasy character? Oh yeah. We said ours. I know you've seen two episodes yeah, since, of it was, the two. since it aired. <laughs> Remember what our couples therapist said, you have to reciprocate. <laughs> There's this story that Wallace Shawn, who's a acclaimed playwright besides his acting career, you know, as from the Princess Bride and and Toy Story and so forth, that he became an actor because Woody Allen needed someone in a movie to be comically more goofy looking and nebbishy than he was. And it was, you know, that part required a truly ridiculous man. (laughs) Yeah. And Wallace Shawn was the person they found that was more ridiculous. And the honest truth is that I think were I on Frasier, I would be the pompous dick contrast to Niles and Frazier where they're like, holy shit, in this episode, there's a guy who's even more of a pompous (laughs) dick. Talking about Monocle magazine? Which, you know, kind of is the character of Cam Winston who lives in apartment 2001. Just saying. Well, they already got that. Okay. He's a little bit, I mean, he's really more of a bizarro Frasier than he is like an exaggeration. So maybe not. Okay. They are the same person in a, in a way. Right. Jesse, here's my pitch for you. Yeah. On Frasier. You know, I don't know how far over the shark they jumped. Emily, right. you can, right. you can correct me if I'm wrong about this, but I do remember that i um, married oh, with Jordan. Sorry. Yeah. I don't mean to interrupt you. You gave me the perfect idea. I would play Fonzie. (laughs) Smack the old jukebox in Cafe Nervosa. Uh I was thinking, I was remembering the kind of insane shark jump that like Married with Children did. Like Married with Children was really insane by the end. Pretty crazy show to begin with, but also just like went wild. At some point, their dog started talking. Like the do- you could hear, no, did it really? Yeah, well, you could hear its inner monologue. I don't think it like talked to you know Bud or whatever, but the, like the dog was voiced. 
Yeah, at cow. some point, they probably would have had to get there. Which cast member of the Carol Burnett show provided the voice? <laughs> <laughs> I think you. I would have voice of Eddie. Yeah. I would love to be the voice of Eddie. I mean, I probably talked five times on this show about the time that, that I went to see a benefit show organized by our friend Al Madrigal that was just full of brilliant stand-up comics. And then right in the middle of it was a dog act. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What? why the fuck is there a dog act in the middle <laughs> of this stand-up comedy show? Like, why is there a dog act going on in between Maria Bamford and Bill Burr or whatever? It was like an extraordinary lineup of comics. Then this dog act came on. It was the guy who trained Eddie from Frasier. And it, it was this man in his, I was uncomfortable with how beautiful his daughter was. Like she was, you know, like a 28 year old model and this funny man that trained dogs. And they had this crew of rescue dogs, all of whom were funny looking like Eddie from Frasier. And they did incredible tricks and it was way better than all of the comedy geniuses who are on the show. Yeah, you don't put that in the middle. That's like you end with the dogs. Yeah. Nobody wants to follow dogs or children. Come on, Madrigal, get your fucking act together. For the last bit of the show, I will actually be leaving and a dog will be entering my <laughs> Zoom window. Excellent. Well, let's yeah, let's bring get there that quick. on faster. Yeah, 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 let's get to the next segment so we can uh, swap me out for this adorable dog. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Right around the corner is the Max Fun Drive. It starts March 20th, runs till March 31st. This is how we pay all of our bills, and I'm very excited about it. If you are or become a Max Fun member, we've been teasing this, but we have something very special planned. It's very special. It's very sweaty and very sensual. It was. Likely drunk on set (laughs) for its entire career. Uh, To be fair, sometimes it was high on painkillers. Sometimes it was high on (laughs) painkillers. This is what's called a tease. This confusing. (laughs) We made a special show. We're going to talk about it starting in the Max Fun Drive. There's big Max Fun business news coming too. And our thanks go to everyone who's a member of Maximum Fun. Maximumfun.org slash join is where you will be going. But let's get into some of the outfits that are supporting this week's program. First off, Aura Ring, O-U-R-A. If you've been interested in tracking things like your heart rate, uh, your activity levels, your sleep quality respiratory rate, maybe that you think you have to do this with uh, some sort of cybernetic exoskeleton. Well, great news. You can just use an aura ring. It's a cute little ring that goes on your fingy. Yeah. Put that cybernetic exoskeleton in the attic with the Christmas lights. (laughs) And the Atari 2600. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it'll form a special friendship with the Atari 2600. Who knows? That sounds like a cute Pixar movie. Have you got an answering machine you're not using? It can make friends with the cybernetic exoskeleton. In the meantime, you'll be using that aura ring to keep track of your body's comings and goings. It does not track your comings, by the way. (laughs) That's for you and your loved one to do. (laughs) And your loved one could be yourself. I want to point that out. 
There's an app, the Aura app. You can work on building healthy habits and living your best life. And not only that, it is not a homely device. In fact, it is an attractive device. It comes in a number of different colors and two styles. It is comfortable to wear. It is kind of extraordinary how comfortable to wear it is given that it is measuring all these things about your body. I'm looking at the inside and looking at all these little sensors and it is a, it's kind of an amazing little machine. And I even like the little stand that you put it, put it on. I find this little stand that charges it very comforting. Enjoy the Aura Ring. Enjoy its beautiful little stand. Here's what you do. Visit AuraRing.com slash JJGo to find the right ring for you and get $15 off your purchase. That's AuraRing.com slash JJGo. Don't forget to use our link to save $15 on your Aura Ring. O-U-R-A Ring. We're also supported this week by the folks at Lumi Labs. That's the microdose people. Jordan, you like to microdose a little bit sometimes when you're going to catch a snooze. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed microdosing before watching the film Top Gun <laughs> Armageddon. What's it called? Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> Top, Gun. Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> Hashtag planes rising, colon. <laughs> Who knows what movies are called these days, but... <laughs> I do know this, that a THC gummy from the fine folks at Lumi Labs, the microdose people, makes everything just a little bit better. Jesse, you mentioned that there are a variety of uh, situations where microdosing can help the experience. And that's because these things are so mild that you can take them in just about any situation. They help you feel just the right amount of good. Pop one before a snooze. Pop one before you see Tom Tom Cruise fight a villain of unclear national origin. Yeah, when you learn that war is against men with no faces. That was a pretty good movie, though. Anyway, microdose gummies, you don't have to worry about taking too much. You can really control your dose. And look, they've got macrodose gummies, too, over there at Lumi Labs, if that's what you prefer. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code JJGO to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. But again, that's microdose.com, code JJ Go. We've also got something up on the Jumbotron this week, Jordan. Yeah, if folks want to share a message with our listeners, they just go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. They put that message in, throw a little bit of cash to Maximum Fun, and message will be delivered in a timely manner, which is right now. This message is for Faux Hammer from your pals. The message from your pals to Faux Hammer is, thank you for using the power of Twitter to get Jordan and Jesse to admit that they had, at some point in some undisclosed way, misrepresented Magic the Gathering. It was about time. Also, happy birthday. Impossible. My representations of Magic the Gathering are perfect. Whether it's the Magic the Gathering card Sarah Angel that I remember or the Magic the Gathering principle, mana, tapping mana. Those are the things I remember about 
Magic the Gathering. Here's the amazing part about Jumbotrons. You can just yeah. get us to say lies. <laughs> yeah. Because this this is clearly a lie. We've never misrepresented Magic the Gathering. We would never do such a thing. Everybody knows that when it comes to Magic the Gathering, we're two of the world's foremost experts. We're basically the Krat brothers. As the Krat brothers are to creatures, we are to Magic the Gathering. From Sarah Angel to Tapping Mana... Uh, which is how you do attacks. You so, know, Jordan, yeah. a lot of people don't know this, but there's different sets of Magic the Gathering, from the one with the black on the outside to the one with the regular on the outside, plus booster packs. Magic the Gathering, check it out today at your local hobby store, wherever you get balsa wood airplanes. These are all perfect facts, verifiable, cross-checked, double-blind study, so, you know, that just proves that we will just read whatever on a Jumbotron. Go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron and get us to say lies. Hey, pals, Jordan here with some late-breaking comic book news. I have mentioned on the show that I contributed a story to the upcoming Archie Horror Anthology, Pop's Chocolate Shop of Horrors. That comes out on March 22nd. And if you're in the Southern California area, you can come to a signing of said comic featuring me, Amy Chase, and Ryan Cady. That's right. All the writers behind Pop's Chocolate Shop of Horrors will be at Golden Apple Comics uh, Wednesday, March 22nd from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. So if you're in the SoCal area, pop by Golden Apple Comics and get a book signed by us. Uh, I'm happy to Sign your copies of Bubble, your JJ Go merchandise, whatever you got on hand. Happy to personalize it. Happy to put, you know, gotta get a son or whatever on whatever. So come on down to Golden Apple Comics. Uh, you can find them online, goldenapplecomics.com. And I hope to see you tuppies there on the 22nd. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Emily Heller, professor of farts at Butt University. See? <laughs> <laughs> Emily was worried about this. this woman and she has... went and fucked it up anyway. <laughs> God damn. Everyone knows Butt University doesn't have a farts major. <laughs> Are you talking about the toots department? Is that what you're talking about? You go to Butts to study the classics. <laughs> Anyway, great habit. Great, great podcast, guys. See you later. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Wait, you don't want to stick around for the dog? Yeah. <laughs> the dog's coming up. It's going to bark jingle bells. It's going to be really funny. <laughs> I'm going to turn into a six year old and tap dance. That helps. Emily, just so you know about how our show works. So we have these different segments on the show, just like on Baby Geniuses, you know, you'll have rec recurring subjects that will come up. It's not just band chunch, right? but it's mostly Martha Stewart's pony band chunch <laughs> yeah, and butts. Yeah. On our show, we think of a lot of great ideas that are original ideas that we thought of. So nope. <laughs> when we introduce a segment, it's not just someone calling in with something that they wanted to say, but then they append 
a segment name to the beginning of it as though that's what it is it were a recurring segment on our show because we're so creative we probably should get emmys too nope hey if it makes you feel better i don't have an emmy i've lost several you have an emmy (laughs) at this point you've got an emmy you get a certificate if you get nominated yes i do get i do get a certificate I, I have it. I have it somewhere. But it says you have a Bachelor of Arts from Butts University. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say UC Santa Cruz, which is <laughs> basically the same thing. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Taint much. Taint much. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Emily, exactly how much that paper is worth. So I can't make a an informed claim <laughs> about what the degree is worth relative to the paper it's printed on. However, <laughs> however, anyway, we're very creative. Press play on this thing that we definitely thought of, Daniel. Uh, hi, Jordan, Jesse, guest, and Daniel. Uh, I am calling in for your beloved recurring segment, 19th century doppelgangers. So I'm a doctor, and the other day I got something really amazing in the mail, which is a medical newspaper. It was the January 1890 edition. And right on the front page, it says editor-in-chief Sarah E. Post, MD, which is me. Like, that is my exact name. It says that on my office and everything. And in this medical newspaper, there's a lot of delightful old-timey medical stuff about, like, tinctures and hygienic powders and rheumatism and uh, fun stuff like that. And I kind of feel like this Sarah E. Post, MD, is kind of destroying me career-wise. She somehow became a woman physician in the 1800s. I'm sure that was difficult. And she has her own magazine and everything. That's it. Thank you. Now, guys, I have to say this. I've heard about delays at the post office, but this is a new level. Okay. Thanks, Biden. (laughs) Thanks, Joe Biden. I guess I'm confused as to what actually, so this person got, I'm confused. What happened? A 19th century medical. I tuned out when they said hygienic powders. Let me see. Because <laughs> it made you think about all the hygienic powders you forgot to buy this weekend. Jordan yeah. loves <laughs> and powder. Like, oh, no. I'm filthy. We've covered Jordan's passion for hygienic powders yeah. before. Jordan's balls are powdered like a fucking pool Q-tip. It's true. Like a, like, like, <laughs> like a wig on the head of the aristocracy. <laughs> so this woman is a, my first... And foremost concern is no medical doctors should listen to our program <laughs> because they have important work to do. Right. And I don't want them debunking the stuff we say. <laughs> <laughs> right. So tired of people deing my bunk. And also, you're going to mess up your surgery you're doing if you're laughing too hard. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. Thank you very much. If you're yucking it up, you're going to slip and puncture a gallbladder. One time my neurologist, who has both a, an MD and a PhD, she has a two different doctors. She's a double doctor. One time she said something to me about podcasts and I got worried she would hear my work. <laughs> Fucking terrified she would hear my work. So classy and smart. Wait, so this woman this got woman a magazine is a about- medical doctor okay. who should not have given her name on the program. Not because something bad's going to happen to her, but I mean, you don't want it getting out that you've heard our show. So <laughs> she is a medical doctor. She Somebody gave her, perhaps as a gift, a 19th century medical magazine. 
And it turned out to be written by a lady doctor who had the exact same name as our caller, including Mm. middle initial, which is truly extraordinary. And then the woman, our caller started using the powders for rheumatism and such. So she started doing things from the 19th century, I think. That should be a kind of hipster if it isn't already. Mm-hmm. A like medical hipster who's like, oh, I only use leeches. I love it. I love it. There's so many fucking witches and I'm so bored of it. Thank you. Let's get some people making. Who want to balance humors. Morphine <laughs> poultices. Yes. A poultice that's made out of like squished rosemary and morphine. Yes. You want the return of apothecary core. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's you. a great and that's a great way to describe it. Let's have less, you know, charging your Himalayan salt lamp in the full moon <laughs> and more getting surgery from a barber. Yeah. I'm so excited that we just got so rich on TikTok. The amount of rich on TikTok that we Is just this got what's on TikTok? cannot be overstated. But we weren't listing ADHD symptoms. It's <laughs> It's types of core. Isn't a central premise of TikTok is types of core, right? Don't know. Right. It's like- Your gorp cores, your cottage cores. Cottage core. What's gorp core? Gorp core is where you wear a lot of like- Granola, onions, peanuts. (laughs) (laughs) Raisins. Questions and penises. Great. Granola, onions, penis (laughs) question. (laughs) Gorp core is just where you wear- you like live in the city, but you wear a lot of Patagonia or whatever. Okay. How does that, how is that on TikTok? It's like where you're wearing a lot of technical fabrics, but you're, you're ASAP Rocky. Okay. <laughs> well, how does that, what do you do on TikTok with that? You just, I don't know. You just promote it? your aesthetic. Everybody's got okay. their own name for an aesthetic. Look, I'm not in generation, whatever the fuck. I'm a <laughs> elder millennial over here. <laughs> you're for, trying to pretend like you forgot the letter Z. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, look, I go from Y to A. That's how the fuck I roll. I'm an elder millennial. Mm-hmm. And you only read the Twilight books. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Divergent series. Wait, what was the other thing you said? Cottage core? Yeah, cottage core. What's that? It's like you live in a cottage. It's like you, you kind of like okay. everything about you seems like you live in a cottage. Is that okay. what it is, right? Yeah, it's like a lot of things have mushrooms on them. Okay. A lot of lace frilly things. It's basically like if you were a sweet little elf or a little gnome. More like you're a little gnome. If you imagine a lifestyle where somebody is... It's a little bit like if you think of... And Jordan, this is probably the character that I would be on Frasier. Mama from Mama's Family. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I don't think it's like that. Can I ask a question about Mama from Mama's Family? Yeah. Was that a guy in a dress? (laughs) No, it was an actor. A lady actor? Mm Mm-hmm. It was like a spinoff of the Carol Burnett show, wasn't it? Was it like a a famous lady actor? It was definitely like a woman who was a lot younger than the character she was playing. Like, you're right in that there was a bad wig involved. And that's maybe why you thought it was like a drag performance. But no, it was like, I want to say her real name is Vicky. I'm looking it up now. 
was and I'll be looking up more monocle characters. Was <laughs> yeah, it Jennifer Lawrence? It's okay. Vicky Lawrence. Oh my god, I knew her name was Vicky, but I didn't know what the last name was. And yeah, it was a spin-off of the Carol Burnett show. Was it a s- Colonel it Clink a- from Hogan's Heroes had a monocle. Um, <laughs> something called Count Black from Super Paper Mario. I have a I have a Yeah. Was Mama's family was that on network television or was that like saved by the bell and it just went straight to 4.30 p.m. on UHF? It was on NBC. The National Broadcasting Corporation, yes. home of Frasier. It, it aired on NBC, debuting January 22nd, 1983. After several time slot changes and a subsequent drop in ratings, the network canceled the series. It was two seasons. There's only two seasons of Mama's Family? But then it's like, how how did it get so syndicated? But yeah, but this was like network TV in the 80s, so two seasons meant 90 episodes. Oh, here, <laughs> here's what happened. Two years after its cancellation, the original series producer, Joe Hamilton Productions, revived Mama's Family for new episodes in first-run syndication on oh, local stations okay. across the United States. Why aren't we doing that? That's where the money is. Yeah. Let's get that fucking Byron Allen money. <laughs> Emily, you got those you got those Emmys. Let's do this. <laughs> you got those Emmy Emmy nomination certificates. Yeah. <laughs> Emily, with your with your certificates and your mind canon about Frasier. Yeah. Where we can just change a few names and call it our own thing. Right. We exactly. could make that Byron Allen m- money in a second. Fucking we let's judge Judy this shit. Right. And we get just all of the old wigs from the mama's family <laughs> wardrobe department. Do you have any idea how cheap those wigs would be, Emily? How cheap? I bet we could get a hundred wigs for a hundred dollars. <laughs> how much could they possibly charge for a hundred mama's family wigs? So we need to make at least a hundred dollars on the show in order to break even. If we we're gonna have to spend the money on the wigs. Uh-huh. And we're gonna need a voiceover studio for the dog. <laughs> the dog will be talking. <laughs> that'd be that'd be kind of an interesting experiment. It's to like start a show at the point where another show would jump the shark. Like just oh. start it with all of the tropes of that. Have crossbow murders, talking yeah. dogs. And do it like Benjamin Button style where it gradually gets more and more grounded. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the end, you're like, oh, that was the premise. Yeah. Like, oh, they don't live in outer space anymore. Right. They oh, just, they've gone back to Earth. These homeboys are back in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> it's trying to co-parent. It's like a pretty simple yeah. premise. Okay. Two, there's two anime related monocle characters. Someone called <laughs> Forte Stolen and uh-huh. then Cho Hakaki. Anyway, they both have monocles. What is a uh, Hakaki in? Uh, this is from. I don't recognize him from Jujutsu Kaisen, which is the one I know. Okay. I don't know what Cho Hakaki is from, but he looks great. Well, what about Tanaka from Black Butler? No, I don't know. And about that Aina either. from Duelist X Engage. <laughs> 
Listen. I just don't think any of those characters are why we think of monocles as being associated with rich people. That's why we were looking them up. Do you not remember why we looked no, them up? No, I, well, I don't. I just was doing something because we had done it before. I don't know why. We weren't trying to like do research for our all monocle themed tarot card deck that we are going to sell. Emily, don't tell Jordan. Tell Walter C. Dornes from Helsing Ultimate. <laughs> Ultimate Volume 1 Helsing. <laughs> hey, we're listing anime characters, and you know where there's a lot of anime characters on the early internet. That's right. Thank you, Jordan. People talking about Ranma One Half, people talking about Gundam. That's what people did on the early internet. Jordan, I want to say real quick. Is this about Ranma One Half? Yeah, pretty much. So when I Googled anime monocles. <laughs> Probably. Like, obviously, number Something. one is Anime Planet. Yep. Number two is Pinterest. And number three is Ranker, which mm-hmm. is where you press up and down to choose which is the top. Yep. Right. Number four on this list is Etsy. And I just want to salute Etsy for their SEO. They were ready. They're, they're, they got a guy there at the office who's got a list of keywords. He mm-hmm. had anime monocles on it. And he said, we're getting in the top five. Yeah. There is some fucking steampunk dork who <laughs> wants to spend some money. <laughs> yeah. Bad news for you, AliExpress. That's number five. Bad news for you, GameSpot. <laughs> is there one that's like top anime monocles 2023? <laughs> this just says, can cute girls with monocles become a thing? And then there's a. It says, this has potential. <laughs> I don't know. It's got some potential, I There's guess. There's something about the thing you have to do with your face to hold a monocle in that I just feel like is not compatible with looking hot. Right. It's not automatically horny like thinking of new Fraser characters with your <laughs> husband. <laughs> Look, I never claimed that was supposed to make anybody horny. <laughs> uh-huh. No, I think that's exactly what you said. You said you do it with your husband Look, because the couple's a- counselor told you it would get the two of you The Frasier game is not about sex. It's about intimacy. Mm, right, right, right. Yes. Like I was saying, we have an email address. It's Jordan Jesse Go at AOL.com. We ask people to send us confessions of their secret shames from the early internet. <laughs> Emily, do you were you on the early internet? Were you on the AOL AIM? Oh baby, you know I was. I don't know. Tell us. I was definitely, I mean, in high school like in High school, I was on AIM all the time, talking to my friends from debate camp. Oh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I was on the LDDebate.org message boards. <laughs> Some of these friends lived in S- Sacramento. Some lived in Stockton. <laughs> no, honestly, a lot of them lived all over the country. I had friends from like New York, Iowa. You went Louisiana. to national debate camp? I went to national debate camp. I went to Stanford and I went to Iowa for debate camp. Holy cow. I was on the national circuit, baby. That is such a like high school currency. It's like, oh, I have these friends who go to other high schools. I mean, yes, it truly was like a way to pretend like I had more of a life than I did. Yeah, I went to the TOC in Lexington, Kentucky. 
Beautiful. What's the TOC? The Tournament of Champions. Wow. No, it's, it's turmeric, onions, <laughs> peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> you eat it at camp. <laughs> Make it into a poultice. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was, the internet was a very big part of my life. And it no longer is at all. <laughs> <laughs> You're off. <laughs> You're yeah. off Emily, the net. What happens on a message board for debates? Well, considering that I recently accessed it on archive.org, I can tell you oh with gosh. some certainty what happens. There is discussion of tournament results. Mm-hmm. There's also like general talk about like who's going to which tournament. There's talk about like national rankings, keeping up with who has bids to the TOC, who doesn't. There's general like there were different forums for the different regions of the country. So you could talk about like, you know, people in those regions and stuff. There was also just like, you know, random talk. There was also topics dedicated to the like debate topics that we were supposed to talk about. You know, it's like gun control. Was there horniness? Yeah. Sorry. Was there horniness? Sorry. In the gun control. Yes. Was there horniness horniness on the LDDebate.org message boards? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. There definitely But you weren't being horny there. I was being, I mean, I was in high school, so I was being horny everywhere I went. Every right. everything I did in high school, I was being horny doing it. <laughs> did you make out at a debate event? You know, I had kind of like a debate boyfriend, and we only ever really kissed once. We never really made out. I never really, and I ha- I actually had multiple like debate boyfriends who I never hooked up with. Would you say he was kind of a Niles type? <laughs> you know what? Neither of them were like super Nilesy. Weirdly, like the Nilesy guys were the ones who were like having full on intercourse oh niles tournaments fox. Yeah. yeah i mean niles <laughs> niles fox yeah <laughs> i met some girls at academic decathlon events they were all kind of eddie types i would say <laughs> jesse the only other character jesse. i could think of from the fucking show i already forgot the names of the producer and the one that niles has a crush Boy, on i won't listen Ros we just had recently said eddie jesse <laughs> boy Listen, we have an email. Someone emailed us, jordanjessego at AOL.com, a real email address that we really have. <laughs> and this is their anonymous confession. In my senior year of high school, 1995, I had been chatting with a girl in an online chat room. We had been chatting on and off for a few weeks and got a little more than flirty with each other on occasion. One day she tells me a modeling gig she had done had finally been published. Of course, I want to see the pictures of this hot model I had been talking with. She tells me, go check out page 173 of the latest Sears catalog. The next day, I uh, head over to Sears after school and go to the customer (laughs) service desk so I could look at the catalog. With zero shame or awareness, I asked my very cute classmate who was working there for the latest catalog. I flipped to the indicated page to see a very attractive teenage girl and loudly proclaim, that's my girlfriend. My classmate, knowing I'm a complete idiot, just nods politely and gives a feeble, oh, wow, before turning away to, I'm sure, laugh at me behind my back. When I got home with page 137 torn out of the catalog, I jumped online to tell my hot model girlfriend that I had seen her pictures. She instantly logged off and I never talked to her or saw her screen name again. Today I know what a complete fool I was, but 17-year-old me couldn't fathom that somebody would lie on the internet. This shame will haunt me forever. How do we know it was a lie? Yeah. We don't. 
And if it was a lie, why would it be like, oh, well, I saw you in the catalog. Why would that be like, oh, I'm found out? Wouldn't they just continue the lie and be like, yeah, that was me. Don't I look great? <laughs> yeah, it is Ooh, funny. La, la. It is funny that this person supposedly bailed on this supposed lie <laughs> when the person <laughs> believed every word of it. There was no reason to bail. Yeah, not at all. If I was going to lie about this. Mm hmm. I don't think I would pick the Sears catalog. Go on Miller's Outpost. <laughs> Service merchandise. Ooh. M- monocle. I would go for the <laughs> right. Monocle magazine. <laughs> Turn to the article about which is the best train station in Europe and you'll find me. <laughs> I do think that, like, I realize, like, I'm approaching this from an extremely 2023 standpoint mm-hmm. of just, like, you can just lie and lie and never get caught. That's just, like, the world we live in now. But mm-hmm. there was probably a time in 1997 when you'd be like, oh, no, an amount of scrutiny. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm ruined. Mm-hmm. You mean there was a time with shame? <laughs> <laughs> Feel bad? A horrible time. You can email us at jordanjessego at AOL.com. If you've got a momentous occasion or want to call in for one of our recurring segments, give us a call 206-984-4FUN or just send a voice memo to jjgo at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessico. Max Fun Drive. Hey, chef, we got another one. Another Max Fun Drive. People know it's the best time to support the shows they love. You tell them our meetup day is back? Sure did. They wanted to know about the live streams, though. Those are finishing up right now. We can even send one out on the first night, March 20th. March 20th, Chef! I'll give them a heads up. Uh, They also wanted the limited time thank you gifts for new and upgrading members. Yep, and we got some fresh episodes ready to go, too. All right, we got exciting live streams, meetup day, fresh episodes, limited time gifts. Oh, and Boko! Yeah, um, okay, let them know that Max Fun Drive 2023 will be ready on um, March 20th, and it'll only be two weeks. Two weeks, Chef! Max Fun Drive starts on March 20th for just two weeks. No problem. Order up! Shoot, I forgot their water. La, 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 la. And now, a live reading from Rachel's Poetry Corner. Elephants Theremin's Clifton, Neopets Poorstrips Jepson, Pine Smell Jellybeans Goalie Goals, Skittles Squirrels and the Mole. Celery Chopsticks Pumpernickel, A Case of You by Joni Mitchell. Lullabies Tie-Dye, The More You Know, all of these things on our wonderful show. All of these things and more wait for you on Wonderful every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. The dog's here. Watch me flip. Can I ask you a question, Emily? (laughs) I'm I'm waiting for the dog to ask me to watch it, (laughs) Nene. Sorry, yes. What's your question? In our our direct to syndication sitcom, yes. When the dog talks, Uh does it make sense to you? It's just an idea I have. I won't Mm -hmm. say where I got this idea. Or when the dog talks to 
the dog just says the human words for dog sounds. So right. instead of saying, oh, I'm, <laughs> just, I would love some, some stew or whatever, the dog just says, we hear the dog's voice, <laughs> but the dog's voice <laughs> is just... A man going woof woof woof, <laughs> and saying the word bark. Yeah, bark 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 bark. bark. Dog noise, whimper. <laughs> yeah, just a pitch. I have no idea where I got that idea. Wag 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 wag. wag. That's my tail. <laughs> Thanks for identifying that. It speaks English when it's like describing. Time to eat dog food. Nom 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 nom. I don't know. I think it's I think it's probably better to have the dogs speak like speak a combination of English and dog language. Okay, so it would be sort of like Oh, <laughs> I I love humping things. Woof 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 like that. Yeah, like woof, I'm hungry. Woof, feed me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jordan, what would you say if it was that? What? What is that question? <laughs> what would you say if it was what that? What would you say? <laughs> well, Jesse, that? that's the name of the show. The name of the show is "What Would You Say If It Was That." What would you say if it was that? <laughs> well, I would say, "Meow, meow." I've been a cat this whole time. <laughs> Boom! We jumped the shark a second time. The talking dog yes. was a talking cat. Uh huh. And the shark eats both of them. Whoa. <laughs> Kind of a deep blue sea situation. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys think Tay Diggs would do it? I mean, like being our show. God, I would love to get Tay Diggs. I mean, we can just see if he's reading right now. Do you think he might be offer only? <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. he's definitely offer only. I think I'm willing to make the offer. I don't <laughs> want to give him the lead, but I'd give him the bartender character. That's a <laughs> series regular. He's really important. <laughs> He's just not kooky. So the show is, it's all of the props from Mama's family, (laughs) but it has a talking dog. Let's list what we know so far. Yeah, let's work backwards. Okay. So it's all the props from Mama's family. Right. It has a talking dog. Tay Diggs is the bartender. (laughs) There's a bar. We do not have any standing sets figured out yet. (laughs) Does the dog go to the bar? First of all, of obviously the dog lives at the bar. <laughs> okay. Number two, right. bar dog. Yeah. Obviously, this bar, given that we've got all these sets and stuff from Mama's family, they're very affordable. It's got a lot of doilies and shit. It's basically it's like a TG. <laughs> oh wait, so it is this? It's the sets from Mama's family too. Okay. No, just the prop. It's just the oh, set just the elements. Just it's all not the, doi- the sets from Mama's family. Just- the doilies and the wigs. And yeah. we do yeah, know exactly. the title. What would you say if it was that? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> But it's like a it's like a seventies TGI Fridays. What was the seventies version of TGI Fridays? It, it, it's like a you know it's like a fern bar. It's a, that's what we're doing with okay. all the doilies and stuff. It's like a lot of brown right. wood, right? Doilies. Is it a period piece? Is it set in the seventies? I mean, I I think God knows that Tay Diggs would look great in that outfit. Yeah, no kidding. Right. I mean. Or is it like a a Wes Anderson thing where it's just like, he just wants it to look like it's the 60s, but it's not. No, no, it is not a Wes Anderson thing. (laughs) There'll be no symmetry in this show. No symmetrical shots. 
Do we want Wes Anderson involved in any way? Yeah, we want Wes Anderson involved. Yes, we want him involved, but it's not his thing. This is our thing. Right. He comes in and he does like a special sort of like bottle episode when you go inside the dog's brain. He can do some punch up. (laughs) We're bringing in him and Mamet at the... Yeah. (laughs) He can send the letter you have to send to Bill Murray to get him to be in something. (laughs) Yeah. Bill Murray will probably show up for an episode once he hears Diggs is in. Yeah. Right. Who else do you think we could get besides Tay Diggs for this thing? Well, I was just thinking, I was like, I feel like Tay Diggs is one of those people who follows everyone on Twitter, right? Yeah, famously. So I think it should just be all those people. It's like Tay Diggs, John, <laughs> John Cena. Cena. <laughs> what's his name? Ron Perlman. Oh, I've, I don't know if I've gotten the, I would be thrilled to get the Perlman follow. Jeez Louise. Right, I bet yeah. that's a real humdinger. And Barack Obama. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a classic comedy crew. There are no women in this show, which makes it <laughs> complicated because all of the costumes are just from Mama's family. So <laughs> I think all four of those guys would make beautiful yeah. ladies. You know who I think would be good in the show? Who? Mark L. Wahlberg. Okay. The game show host also hosts the Antiques Road, used to host the Antiques Road show. Oh, I thought you were just, I, I thought you were talking about Marky Mark. And I was no, like, no, no, I, don't I think didn't he know would what his good. middle initial was, but okay. <laughs> yeah. No, he wouldn't be good. I'm talking about Mark L. Wahlberg, yeah. the former host of Antiques Road show. All right. I mean, do we have a specific role in mind for him? I mean, it's got to be something horny. <laughs> Is it like, like a dog? <laughs> the bouncer of the bar? Who's like, I'll only let you in if I'm horny for you. That Mm -hmm. kind of a a thing. Maybe. Maybe he works in the back room. Uh, He's a pool hustler in the back room. Okay. Yeah. I was just like, so you're just doing it's cheers now, kind of. Well, there's a restaurant upstairs. Okay. okay, Right. (laughs) Should we change the name to it's cheers now, kind of? Which was the working title of Fraser? I don't know, <laughs> Emily. It could be if you want us. If you think that's too close to Cheers, we could switch it to like a taxi dispatch office or something. <laughs> or like, what if it was something totally off the wall, like it was uh, like a medical unit in the Korean War? Mm. Right. Yeah. I mean, really push the envelope. (laughs) Let's say it was a family of monsters that lived together and were a lot like some famous monsters from a New Yorker cartoon, but were different from those monsters. Mm -hmm. Just different enough. Right. Would you be willing to trade the monsters for being cavemen? I would love that. I would love that. If we get Nick Kroll, I'm in. (laughs) Of all his roles, that's the one that Nick Kroll would like to reprise the most. Yes. Geico Caveman. Emily, what a delight it is always to have you on the program. And I hope that our listeners will go listen to Baby Geniuses, which is one of the funniest things ever. You and and Lisa Hannawalt, two of the great geniuses of entertainment. And the show is such a silly, delightful trapes through a bunch of bullshit and then a little bit of not bullshit yes that's substantially you guys reading a wikipedia article it's not (laughs) 
We're not talking about everybody going out and getting a PhD every week. <laughs> no. We just Googled monocle characters. <laughs> read that. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, I did read a significant portion of the Mama's Family Wikipedia page yeah, on this so. podcast as well. <laughs> It's the same. It's the same show. It's the same show. <laughs> These are basically the same. Shows. I got one speed, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Years later, he relaunched it. God, Ye- I, would love, I would love to have a he's speed. Like, it got canceled. And he's like, "Fuck." He's like, that's I the can't one let that. Go. I that's the one that go. got away. God, I yeah. think there's a hundred episodes in the that fans, idea. I think the fans, the fans demanded it. More mama. That was after. For a while, he was pitching a dwarf thing. Right. When the dwarf thing didn't come through. Oh, yeah. Back to mama. Back to mama. He was going to do something with those guys who come <laughs> out of the wall and laugh in. Hey, Emily, the Max Fun Drive is coming up. You have a Max Fun podcast. We do. What kinds of bonus stuff have you guys done in the past that people can listen to if they go to MaximumFun.org slash join to get all our great bonus content? Yes, I can't tell you much about what we're doing this year yet, but uh, in the past we have done special in-depth interviews with Jacob Jasmine, etiquette expert, a classic character from our show. Uh We've also done an Anne Hathaway marathon special episode. We have... What does that mean? What does that mean? We just watched a lot of Anne Hathaway movies in a row and then sort of debriefed about it, I think. And we <laughs> also like did a decompression session. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. We also did Biori strips and I think we took them off and looked at them on air. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and also famously last year we promised if we reached a certain threshold we would show feet. And I still have to do it. I, it's been hanging over my head all year. You haven't shown feet on Maine? I haven't shown feet on Maine, but I'm going to do it probably before this episode airs. Amazing. Well, check out yeah. Maine, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Go over there to Maine. Do not forget. Remember the Maine, okay? Right. <laughs> it has a vein. You're going to want to drain it. <laughs> sort of all things about the Maine. Daniel Zaffron is our producer. Brian Sunny D. Fernandez, our producer emeritus. Our theme music is Love You by The Free Design. Our thanks to them and to Light in the Attic Records. We say this once every once in a while. The free design are legitimately amazing, and you should really yeah. go get Kites Are Fun, the best of the free design on Light in the Attic Records, because it is it is a really an extraordinary and special thing, that band. You know, that's why all your fucking stereo labs and Chibo mottos loved them so much, because they're fucking amazing. Yeah, probably MaximumFun.reddit.com, JJGo at MaximumFun.org, Facebook.com slash Jordan Jesse Go, Instagram at Jordan David Morris at put.this.on, Archie Comics, Soda Shop, Stop. What's it called again? (laughs) I wrote a story from an upcoming issue of Archie Comics called Pop's Chocolate Shop of Horrors. You can get that March 22nd at your local comic book store. And if you're in the Southern California area, we're planning some signings on the day it comes out. So keep an eye there on Maine. 
where <laughs> you'll see Emily's. You might see some feet. You might see some nasty stompers, and you might see. Are you going to flash some hooves at these things? Some nasty stompers or some beautiful cloppers. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned to find out. Cloppers or stompers. Nasty stompers and gorgeous cloppers. Maximumfun.org slash join. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, you know what? If, if we get some, if we get some Max Fun folks out at these comic book signings, I'll show feet. Let me ask you a question, Jordan. I'll show feet. I'll do. I'll wear flip flops to it. Oh no! <laughs> Should we bail on the podcast network and go full OnlyFans? <sighs> I mean, it's a good idea, other than the fact that no one wants it. <laughs> well, no one wants this. <laughs> Yet here we sit. Yes. <laughs> okay, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.